0: Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 31. We are doing the last chapter in this canto. It is called The Disappearance of Lord Shri Krishna. Sukdev Goswami said, Then Lord Brahma arrived at Prabhasa along with Lord Shiva and his consort, the sages, the Prajapatis, and all the demigods headed by Indra. The forefathers, Siddhas, Gandharvas, Vidyadharas and great serpents also came along with Charanas, Yakshas, Rakshasas, Kinnaras, Apsaras and relatives of Garuda, greatly eager to witness the departure of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As they were coming, all these personalities variously chanted and glorified the birth and activities of Lord Sauri that is Krishna. In the last chapter, what we had done was, we had seen the entire problems that had happened in Prabhasa. Prabhasa is a place where Sri Krishna had taken his entire clan and this clan had completely destroyed themselves. And the last person to go was Adishesh in the form of Balram. Now Balram actually stood at the seashore and let his divine being take charge and vanish from there in the sense that he disappeared from the body, though the body will be very much there. In the same way, Krishna also was near the lake Prabhasa. He sat under a tree. He pardoned Jara, the person who shot his arrow and thereafter he allowed even his Sarathi to go back and he is now giving up his mortal coil. So when this was happening, all the divine lords from the heavens came down on earth. That is Brahma, he came with his wife, Shiva, he came with his wife, everybody, literally every god that is there in this entire creation, they came to see Krishna leave his body. The forefathers also came, that is the Pitris, the Siddhas, the Gandharvas. everybody, literally everybody, that is all those who are connected with the every domain in the heavens came to see him off. Now... The Yakshas, Rakshasas, Kinnaras, Apsaras, Garuda, everybody came. Now what they had come to see was something really very unique. How does the divine lord in the form of a human give up his life? O king, crowding the sky with their many airplanes, they showered down flowers with great devotion. Seeing before him Brahma, the grandfather of the universe, along with other demigods, who are all his personal and powerful expansions the almighty god lord closed his lotus eyes fixing his mind within himself the supreme personality of godhead so what did krishna do he saw everybody standing around him literally showering petals of flowers and and then thereafter he closed his eyes you know slowly closing his eyes fixing his mind within himself that means you Think about your own being, the self, which is the supreme divine consciousness. Now, this is something which I have been explaining all these years, You know that we have something which is called the divine spark of the Lord. So, even in that body of Sri Krishna, remember the body is fallible. It has got its own issues. It is going to die. It is going to get old. It is going to have its own problems. You know, as we grow older, we have a lot of issues. The issues stem from hearing loss teeth go off, your eyesight becomes dim, so many things that affect us. Now when all these things are affecting us, how do we normally behave? Like an old person, isn't it? A a man becomes older and there is a lot of things that happen. One of the things which I, I read in few days ago was about dementia. It was written that if you don't drink in sufficient quantity, you will end up demented. And if you drink more also, there is a problem. So, if you drink more, liquor, there is a problem. If you don't drink also, there is a problem. This was some research which was done. But well, when the liquor is not there, what happens? There was a very interesting question which was raised yesterday on life. There are books and books and books being written nowadays on a subject which is called reaching your goals, reaching your objectives of your life. What is the reason of your existence? Why are you here? And the answer which most of these people think is about happiness. You have to be happy in whatever you are doing. So now I want you to think very carefully about happiness. It's your true calling. So what is your true calling? Just imagine there is a 20-year-old and he thinks, "My true calling is to play cricket. So he plays cricket for his country. Then what happens? He plays cricket for 10 years, 15 years. He is 35 by now. Then the team has all the youngsters. The old person who is there now, he is an old person. He is told you can no longer be a part of the cricket team because you require youngsters for playing cricket. Then after a few years, this person is asked to go. He may not even get a position of a coach or he may get a position of a coach. Then what happens? So, I want you to think very carefully. Has he reached his life goals? So, life goals, are they about reaching that kind of an objective? Let us take another person, a singer, maybe a songwriter, a singer, songwriter, musician. The person tries very hard to become a singer, really very hard. Maybe he becomes a singer or she becomes a singer by the time they are 30, 40 or so. Well, their lifetime is only a few years and very soon their voice becomes old and stale and then the world rejects it. Similarly, the case with a songwriter. He becomes old and he is rejected. What happened to the happiness that you are supposed to get? It goes away. So, the person gets upset. Now, let us take a normal human being. He is working for some company. He is working for some organization. He has really taken care of his family. He has brought money home. I should not say he can be a she also. Because today's day and age, even a woman takes care of everything. So, maybe she has brought all the money, she has taken care of the children and at least she has done everything that is possible to be done. Then she says, Now my children are grown up. I don't need to do all these things. I can travel, I can do a lot of things that I have never done in my life. So maybe I want to sing, dance, or do whatever that is necessary so that I can reach my life's objective, a true calling. So my true calling is. I want to travel, I want to become maybe a travel blogger or something like that. So, by the time she is 40, 50 or so, she has started traveling. I am just giving one example. Now, children have gone off, they have settled in their life and this person has become maybe a travel blogger or maybe travel uh, traveler throughout. So, she travels and travels and travels and travels and travels, writing beautiful stuff. There is a social media where she writes and does a lot of stuff. What happens in another few years? So, by the time she is 55 or 60, she has again reached a rock bottom. Travel doesn't interest her anymore. She will say, my body cannot drag me further than this. I am tired. So, what happened to the life's calling? It went away, isn't it? So, the happiness which a person seeks in doing something doesn't last long. Now, this is another story. Now, I come to the next one. There is a place called Okinawa. We were reading about it. Where people have lived for a very, very long time in their life. They have lived up to 100. And everybody goes over there to find out the secret of their long life. And there are lots of places in the world where people live for a very, very long time. So, somebody who has lived up to 60, 70 or 80 is asked a question. How have you lived for such a long time? Somebody will say, I have been smoking. That's why I lived. Somebody says, I ate fish. That is why I lived. Somebody will say, I have a very good married life. That is why I have lived for such a long time. Somebody will say, I just sat and watched TV. That is why I lived for a long time. What is the answer? Is it longevity that you are looking at? The longevity of the life, you know, how big my life is. And then you ask them about this thing called happiness. How happy you have been? And they will tell you, of course, I was happy all my life. I have reached the age of 100, you see. I love to be with my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and I am really very happy. All those children and grandchildren and everybody around this person are waiting for this old man to die or this old woman to die so that they can take the property. They can. They wish that, you know, nobody takes care of You know, the person has been a pain in the whatever for a very, very long time. You have to pay for the doctor's bills. You have to take care of this person. You have to make his food because the person doesn't eat the same food, isn't it? And yet, this hundred year old person says, I am happy with everybody around him becoming sad. How funny is that? Everybody is wishing for this person's death. The entire world thinks, why is this person still alive? You see, till he doesn't die, I don't get the property. He is using a one room in the house. You understand how important the rooms are in now in Japan? I am sure you can understand. Everybody has a designate place to sleep and do all kinds of things. The old people, they also have, they have habits which the youngsters will not like. They will sit, you know, if they are used to drinking, they will sit for hours with their glass over there. Sometimes they may be falling asleep, you know, sleeping on the, on the chair itself. Who knows? We don't know. And you have to keep a constant watch over these people. Are they alive or are they dead? Are they alive or are they dead? Every morning you open the room to check whether they are alive or dead. So, what happiness are we talking about? Uh, what kind of happiness is a human being expecting? So, you think that you have reached some life goal? So, my disciple asked me this question. What is the life goal? And what is this thing that we call that we have come here for, you know, for a certain reason? What are the reasons of my existence? And in all these examples, you saw that it is all about eating, drinking, relationships, health, wealth, happiness. I mean, what kind of thing is that? Is that the reason why you are here? So, the true life goals can never be understood this way. You can go and read any book in this world. You can try any of those great philosophers that you wish to. They are going to talk some things which they think is happiness and these philosophers and these musicians or these actors or songwriters or these old people go and check out on their life would you like to live their life the answer is simply no i don't want to live like them i want to travel i want to do this you see you have your own way of looking at life so what was it that you were missing out in so the truth is that you cannot reach your swadharma so easily. The reason of your existence can never be understood by something of your liking. Swadharma is not to your liking or disliking. Please remember this. I like to travel. I like to act. I like to sing. I like to dance. I like to make merry. I want to drink. That doesn't make any difference. It is just some stupid goals that you are setting for yourself. Do you think the world is going to accept you? Only a few years maybe. Just one, two years or three years. Maximum few years. After that you are nobody. Have you not seen the music directors that are there? Where are they today? Nowhere. Think about the actors. They are nowhere. Think about the people who work for companies. They are nowhere. Nobody gives a damn about whether a person is retired, whether he is dead. Yeah, they will go for the funeral and they say, oh, he was a great person. That is it. The next day, nobody gives a damn. People are after his properties and stuff like that. So, what happened to that life? What is the swadharma that you are talking about? What is the legacy that you have left behind? So, there is nothing. So, now we come to the next topic. Who has left behind a legacy? The important part is this. Who is leaving behind something and because of which they have reached a certain destination in their life? Jesus Christ. He has left behind a legacy. He had a life of only a few years. Some say 32, some say 33 and what he achieved in the last 4 years of his life can never be you know compared to anything in this world. The 70 years of Buddha cannot be compared to anything. He taught, he created a religion, Buddhism. Can you compare that to anything? Do you think he has reached his life goals? Of course. Reason for his existence? 100%. So, the body which came into existence actually served the purpose. So I hope you understood swadharma is extremely important for human beings to understand. First the concept is important to understand. Why are you here? You are not here for becoming happy. Forget that. Jesus Christ was not happy. He died on the cross. Buddha was not happy. He was poisoned to death. So did you understand this? It is not about happiness. It is not about trying to have short term goals. I want to become an actor or a singer or some nonsense. No, it is your lifetime goal. You can achieve it in four years like Jesus Christ or you can take 70 years to reach just like Buddha. It could be anything. So, it is not about a few years or here or there. You can achieve the goal in one day also. But it is not that what you think. Shankaracharya, he achieved his life goal. He couldn't achieve in 16 years of his life. So, he asked for an extension of another 16 more years and he lived till the age of 32 and died after that. Then only you can achieve your goals. So, in his case, he was here so that he could spread the word of Sanatan Dharma. That's why he was here. That's what he did. So, we come back to the story of Krishna once again. Krishna, his life was the greatest example. He was a teacher. He achieved the objective. We are reading his story. We are doing the Srimad Bhagavad Gita. We are doing Uddhav Gita. Why are we doing all that? He reached his objective in life. Right? In the same way, our job is to reach our Swadharma. Acting on the path of Dharma. Swadharma means true calling. Dharma means righteous path. So, to reach the righteous path, to reach the Swadharma, the true calling, Only by following the righteous path. That is the only way of reaching your swadharma. Hmm? Righteous path. Sri Krishna had reached this particular destination in his lifetime. And that is what was extremely important. So, he was ready to take the last plunge. And that is when, when he closed his eyes and went right up to the self. His body had achieved everything that he had come to achieve, leaving behind a legacy which we are following even today. So, the Almighty Lord closed his lotus eyes, fixing his mind within himself, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, without employing the mystic Agniya meditation to burn up his transcendental body which is the all-attractive resting place of all the worlds and the objects of all contemplation and meditation, Lord Krishna entered into his own abode. Now, there is a mystic Agniya meditation. What exactly happens? When you use this technique, you incinerate the body, you burn the body so that nothing remains over there. You can do it with the Agni inside of you, the fire inside of the human beings can ignite this body and then the body can completely deteriorate into ashes. So, he did not employ that. Krishna just left his body and took towards his heaven which is his, you know, all beautiful resting place. We call it Goloka Vrindavana. It is not Vaikuntha, it is Goloka. So, he went to his Goloka where he meets his all his gopis and all the Gopas over there along with the it's called the cow you know world of the cows so you can imagine he has gone back to his place so he entered his own abode as soon as Lord Sri Krishna left the earth truth religion faithfulness glory and beauty immediately followed him kettle drums resounded in the heavens and flowers showered from the sky now When Krishna left this earth and went towards his Goloka, what are the things that vanished from the earth? The things that vanished from the earth were truth, satya. The truth that existed in this world completely disappeared. Today, even if somebody says, I am truthful, they are not. There is no truth in this world. Okay? Even if you swear by the Bhagavad Gita, even if you stand in the court and if 100 lawyers are proving your innocence, that is not the truth. It is Maya's creation. It is called illusion. The same truth is the falsehood. So this world is only an illusion. Remember this. There is no truth in this world. The second thing that left with him is called religion. We were religious people before. Now, there is no religion. We follow the path of dharma, you know. But now, everybody is a dharmic. Nobody cares. Huh? Where is religion over here? Do we follow religious principles? If you think by putting one janevu and, you know, shaving your head and putting tikka, chandan tikas and all that and making money out there or becoming some, you know, head of some place. And doing all kinds of things, a person becomes, uh, you know, a dharmic person. I think they are mistaken. There is no religion over there. Faithfulness. Can anybody be faithful? Nobody is faithful. You see, faithfulness starts from the mind. Today is an age of tinder and all this great stuff, you know. You swipe right, you swipe left, you do this, you do that and you can change your, like you change your underwear every day, you can change whomsoever you want with your life marriage is not an institution anymore even if the person says i have been truthful and i have been doing this and i am doing that go and search his internet history then you will find something very strange go and search that person's phone go behind the doors and see what he has been doing or she has been doing think about what their mind dirty thing dirty things are going on in their mind so where is this faithfulness there is no faithfulness to anybody. The mother is not faithful to the son and or the husband. And the husband is not faithful to the wife and to their children and to the world. And nobody is faithful. The faithfulness has vanished from this earth the day Krishna left. Remember the day Krishna went towards his heaven is the last day of the third Yuga. Just the day after his death starts The next yuga called Kali Yuga. So, in Kali Yuga, these things do not stay. The glory, it vanished. The beauty vanished. Today in the morning, there was one video which was put up how men dress up like women and do the shows. So, if you go to Europe or you go to Japan or you go to Thailand or you go to some place and you see a beautiful woman, it might not be a woman also and it might not be a man also. Are you not? Deluded by these kind of things. The delusion is like that. What is the use? The religious principles and truth and beauty and glory is gone. All that you see about the beauty is fake. Yesterday I read about one woman who is very old. I think she is in 60s or something like that. And she is a grandmother. And she looks very young. And she is talking about, now I want to look better. So I will remove the breast implants that I have. I mean, can you imagine? she's been a, a a media star and all that as a grandmother i mean think about all these things where is the truth over there it's all fake world isn't it media is all about fake isn't it you see all these all these things whether it is twitter facebook or you know newspapers or blogs or whatever everything is just an illusion it's all an illusion so when krishna left he just left behind maya Illusion. He did not leave behind himself. No. Krishna never left anything behind. Only his Maya is at work today. So in the Kali Yuga, this is the last Yuga, only Maya is the truth. She is faking it out. She is creating illusions for you. You can see beauty, you can see grandeur, but all that is fake. The most beautiful princess was there. She was a princess of a kingdom. And she was found charred to death in a car with some other man. How does that sound? A president's wife goes and marries another billionaire. How does that sound? I am not talking only of women. I am talking of men also. So whether it's a president or a prime minister or whoever, it's a world full of fakes. There is nothing real in this. So the truth is, can you find your swadharma? And be righteous on your path. Can you try to be a righteous person? That is the truth. Most of the demigods and other higher beings led by Brahma could not see Lord Krishna as he was entering his own abode. Since he did not reveal his movements, but some of them did catch sight of him and they were extremely amazed. So when Sri Krishna is entering his abode, Goloka, just as ordinary men cannot ascertain the path of a lightning bolt as it leaves a cloud, the demigods could not trace out the movements of Lord Krishna as he had returned to his abode. A few of the demigods, however, notably Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, could ascertain how the Lord's mystic power was working and thus they became astonished. All the demigods praised the Lord's mystic power and then returned to their own planet. So, some gods were able to see Krishna go inside his domain and some couldn't find him anywhere. So, when he went and when he came, time is a factor which is only consistent in this material world. It is not there in the domain of the divine. There is no time over there. Understood? Uh, So, when these gods, they saw him come in and go out that way, some could see, some couldn't see. So, everybody has not been given those kinds of visions. My dear king, you should understand that the supreme lord's appearance and disappearance, which resembles those of embodied conditioned souls are actually a show enacted by his illusory energy, just like the performance of an actor. After creating this universe, he enters into it, plays with it for some time and at last winds it up. Then the Lord remains situated in his own transcendent glory, having ceased from the function of the cosmic manifestation. So what does the Lord do? He comes in and goes out. And all that is happening is called Leela. There is nothing real in this material world when he goes away, isn't it? Everything is unreal, it's all his mayas creation. So don't get carried away by what you see around you. If somebody says I love you, don't be under that mistaken impression that that person loves you. There is no love there, Okay? there is some want and need and requirement and a desire. If someone says that you know I hate you, don't think that that person hates you because it is connected to some desire and expectations. Isn't it? A person hates you because the person has not met the expectations or the desires that you have from that person. Some people are evil minded. Some people are good minded. Why are we bothered about all these things? best thing for us to do is consider this whole world as a figment of imagination and just work according to that imagination only. Just work in the same way just be your good self and don't bother your head about what is happening around you because things may not work or may work if they work don't get carried away by why they work and if they don't work don't curse anybody or say something wrong about it it is not supposed to work all right all this is maya all this is illusion and it is the divine potency of the lord Read this, I will read this verse again for you to understand the truth. It's an easy verse for you to understand that everything that is there is unreal. It's only His divine potency called Maya at play. And everything that is happening is called Leela. So even Krishna's coming and going is a Leela. All that happened over there is just Maya's play. It is only illusion. My dear king, you should understand that the Supreme Lord's appearance and disappearance which resembles those of the embodied conditioned souls are actually a show enacted by his illusory energy. Just like the performance of an actor after creating this universe, he enters into it, plays within it for some time and last winds it up. Then the Lord remains situated in his own transcendental glory having ceased from the functions of cosmic manifestation. The Lord is in a detached state. If He comes today also, He is not going to be attached to anything in this world. He will come, He will play a role, He will just enact what is there, just like a great actor. And the next time, He just goes away. He was just a great actor, it was just an act, it was a put on show. That's it. Beyond that, the Lord has not come for anything. So, don't be under this mistaken impression that there is something really, oh my God, great thing happening. It is just a play, just a small play. He comes, he plays and he goes away. The most important thing you have to understand is, he remains situated in his own transcendental glory. He is lost in his self, in the divinity that he is. Okay, And all this is his cosmic manifestation has nothing to do with it. Lord Krishna brought the son of his guru back from the planet of the death in the boy's self-same body and as the ultimate giver of protection. He saved you also when you were burned by the Brahmastra of Ashwatthama. He conquered in battle even Lord Shiva who deals death to the agents of death and he sent the hunter Jara directly to Vaikuntha in the human body. How could such a personality be unable to protect his own self? So when you think about, oh my god, Krishna died with an arrow. Krishna did so many things, he married so many wives, he did so much of wrong things in this world. You know, we always think like this. We never think of the good things. You know, when we see all the wrong things happening, how could we marry so much, so many people? And then on top of it, he was having affairs with so many. Okay. And he cheated everybody in the battlefield. He did this, he did the wrong, he did this, he did he ran away from a battlefield also. Okay. Sometimes he brought somebody to life and sometimes he killed that person. Sometimes he brings Jara, you know, Jara he sent directly to heaven. So, you he will ask, if he could send Jara to heaven, why you cannot send me to heaven? That is his power. He wants to use it in his own way. Why are you bothered about it? If he wants to send you to heaven just like that with your body also, he can, know. Why are you so much bothered about it? you think by, you know, applying little bit of butter to him, he is going to do? No. <laughs> so, there is no point in thinking like that. So, remember this. He has done so many things. He is talking about, uh, remember the story is being told by you know, Sukdev to Parikshit. So that is what you have to understand. Although Lord Krishna being the possessor of infinite powers is the only cause of creation, maintenance and destruction in the innumerable living beings. He simply did not desire to keep his body in this world any longer. Thus he revealed the destination of those fixed in the self. And demonstrated that this mortal world is no intrinsic value. We value this world so much. We think that I did this, I did that, this one is like this. My mother is good, my father is good, my husband is good, my wife is good, my children are best. My country is good, this country is bad. We say all these things, isn't it? See the last words. This mortal world is of no intrinsic value. It's a playground. You know a playground, how a playground is to be used? When you have a cricket match, when you have a football match, when you have any match, you go there, play over there and get out of that place. Isn't that what the ground is for? Just like this life of ours. It's a playground. Go do your act and get out of there. And don't bother about the playground, you see? huh? When an actor is doing some acting, he is doing an acting only for that film. After that, is he bothered about the film? No. The film might have become a super duper hit or, or it might have flopped miserably. He is gone to his next project and then the next and then the next and maybe after that he never gets any project. So, whatever the case might be, don't bother your head so much about why this world is like that, why that world is like that. I am going to save children. I am going to go to Africa. I am going to do this. I am going to do Nobody gives a damn. Because end of it, even Sri Krishna came and went away. Why? Because he revealed the destination of those fixed in the self. The only job of ours is to reach the state of the self. And demonstrated in this world, what did he demonstrate? That this world has no intrinsic value. There is zero value. Relationships don't last. Things don't last. Values don't last in this world. No no values. Don't talk about values. We talked nicely of Gandhiji few years back. Now, everybody is trashing Gandhiji on the internet. Hmm? A few years ago, we said this fellow is a good president and now the same person is being treated as a bad president. Today, they they will say today is a good president, uh, bad president tomorrow he will become good. What is good and what is bad? My parents were the best. My wife was the best. My husband was the best. Let few years go. See the truth. Then you will say my parents were the worst. My wife, my husband, they were cheating. They were doing this. They were doing that. My children, oh they reached a great destination. Somebody became a PhD, somebody became a Nobel Prize winner. What Nobel Prize winner? They are giving a million dollar speeches. They are going and becoming university professors, earning millions of dollars. They are not even there in the rooms when the when people come to visit them. This kind of professors and this kind of Nobel Prize winners are there in this world. They stand in front of hundreds of people giving nice speeches only to make money. There is no truth in that. The theories which everybody comes out with last only a small duration of time. After that, the theories vanish. So, all this world is full of BS. Okay. It's of no value. So, don't go about saying that this world is of great value. You have come in this world. Play your part and get out. That is it. Don't get so much carried away by what happens around you. Okay. Anyone who regularly rises early in the morning and carefully chants with devotion the glories of Lord Sri Krishna's transcendental disappearance and his return to his own abode will certainly achieve the same supreme destination. So please get up early in the morning, follow a path which is very very sincere, devotional path. Then you will become a devotee of Sri Krishna and he will also take you with him. As soon as Daruka reached Dwarka, he threw himself at the feet of Vasudeva and Ugrasena and drenched their feet with the tears lamenting the loss of Lord Krishna. Daruka is the charioteer. Daruka delivered the account of his total destruction of the Vrishnis and upon hearing this Oparikshit, The people became deeply distraught in their heart and stunned with sorrow. Feeling the overwhelming pain of separation from Krishna, they struck their own faces while hurrying to the place where their relatives lay dead. So, everybody is going around to all the places and crying away to glory. Daruka has told them about what has happened in Prabhasa. Remember, Krishna had told Daruka, go and tell everybody and then from there, you please go away from here, all should go to Indraprasth. Remember these words? When Devaki, Rohini and Vasudev could not find their sons Krishna and Rama, they lost consciousness out of anguish. This is what mothers do, no? (laughs) When they can't find their sons and all that, this is what they do. Like, what did Vasudev say to you? What did Krishna say to you? This world is only an illusion, okay? So, don't get carried away by whatever happens. Tormented by separation from the Lord, his parents gave up their life at the very spot. My dear Parikshit, the wives of Yadavas then climbed onto the funeral fires, embracing their dear, dear, dear dead husbands. The wives of Lord Balrama also entered the fire and embraced his body and Vasudev's wife entered the fire and embraced his body. The daughter-in-law of Lord Hari entered the funeral fires of their respective husbands headed by Pradyumna and Rukmini and other wives of Lord Krishna, whose hearts were completely absorbed in him, in him entered his fire. Doesn't that sound very freakish? Everybody committing suicide like that. It's called sati by the way. Sati is a banned act nowadays. It is not supposed to be performed. Anybody who performs can go to jail. Can The government can definitely imprison you. You cannot abet it and you cannot do it. And This is from ancient times but this is not the act which, which happened. There is something completely different that happens. That is called the spiritual aspect of it. Arjuna felt distressed over separation from Lord Krishna, his dear most friend, and consoled himself by remembering the transcendental words the Lord had sung to him. So Arjuna also remembered the words. Arjuna then saw to it the funeral rites were properly carried out of the dead who had no remaining male family member. He executed the required ceremonies for each of the yadus, one after another. As soon as Dwarka was abandoned by Supreme Personality of Godhead, the ocean flooded it on all sides o king sparing only his palace so like krishna had predicted dwarka was going to submerge in waters so on one side we have arjuna coming from indrapras and taking care of everybody so that they can be packed and sent to indrapras that is to his kingdom and he performed all the rest of the activities that are necessary and now the kingdom is about to go down into the waters lord madhusudana the supreme personality of God is eternally present in Dwarka. It is most auspicious of all auspicious places and merely remembering it destroys all contamination. So we should remember Dwarka at all points in time. Because Sri Krishna existed over there for a certain period of time. After that he went away. But his essence still lives there. Arjuna took the survivors of the Yadu dynasty, the women, children and old men to Indraprastha, Where he installed Vajra as the ruler of the Yadus. Hearing from Arjuna of the death of their friend, my dear king, your grandfather established you as the maintainer of the dynasty and left to prepare for their departure from this world. So now the story is terminating over here. What is he saying? That Arjuna came back, brought all the people from Dwarka and established a king over there so that he can rule over that particular place. And Indrapras which was ruled by Yudhishthir. Is now being handed over so that the next generation can take over, so that they can depart from this world. A person who has faith engaged in chanting the glories of the various pastimes and incarnations of Vishnu, Lord of the Lords, will gain liberation from all sins. So, if you were to listen to this story very attentively, then naturally you will be rid of all the sins that are there. All karma gets diminished. The all auspicious exploits of the all attractive incarnations of Lord Sri Krishna. The supreme personality of Godhead and also the pastimes he performed as a child are described in the Srimad Bhagavatam and in other scriptures. Anyone who clearly chants these descriptions of these pastimes will attain transcendental loving service unto Lord Krishna who is the goal of all perfect sages. With this we have come to the end of this canto and this chapter and the death of Sri Krishna. It's a sad ending. So I will stop over here and we have one last book that is remaining which is hardly anything, it is all talking about what happens after Krishna goes away. We shall do that and that book will also finish in just a few weeks time. It may, It is not going to last for a very long time. So I will stop over here and take care of yourself. You have a very good day.